the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, the qualifications of an overseer or an elder in the church include ruling his own house well. It says there in 1 Timothy 3, For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? God must be honored in the family first. God must be honored in the home first. The Word of God must be honored in the home first before you can serve the Lord outside the home. When we don't make honoring God our number one priority in our lives, let alone in our jobs, families, and hobbies, we can cause destruction. We can cause serious damage when we don't allow God to govern and rule our lives over everyone and everything else. In today's message, Pastor Dan will encourage you to put God first, even over friends, pastors, and family. When we value God's opinion and we value honoring God, our friendships, our church lives, and our families will strive. Because you put God first. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Chapter 5, they're going to go in before Pharaoh, and God's going to speak to Moses and tell Moses what to say, and then Moses is going to turn to Aaron and tell Aaron to tell Pharaoh what God said. And so Moses is going to say to Aaron, tell him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. And Aaron's going to say, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. Now tell him this. You know, like the whole awkwardness of this whole thing now as a result of this. And so... Verse 17, you shall take this rod in your hands with which you shall do the signs. Take that rod with you. Now, verse 18. So Moses went, now watch this, and he returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. That's not really the reason Moses wants to return to Egypt, is it? He, he, he's not returning back to check on his family. Moses didn't say anything to his father-in-law Jethro about God appearing to him in a burning bush, God speaking to him audibly, God calling him to lead the children of Israel out of their bondage, in Egypt, that's, that's, that's kind of pretty big details to leave out. But he leaves them out. Now, it doesn't tell us why Moses didn't tell his father-in-law about God appearing to him and God calling him to deliver Israel, but I, I will say 
that sometimes when God calls you to do something, you just can't share it with certain people because they won't understand it. You know, it talks about in 1 Corinthians, the natural man doesn't understand the things of the Spirit because they're spiritually discerned. They don't have the Holy Spirit. And so some people can't understand it. Uh, Others may try to discourage you from doing it, or they may try to talk you out of it, or they might mock the whole idea of it. And so you have to be discerning who, who you tell and how much you disclose to people. Don't forget, Jesus' family thought he was crazy until after the resurrection. And there's at least one occasion when Jesus' family went to try to like, take Jesus into custody and get him out of, the, out of the public because they thought he was out of his mind. And think about Moses' situation here and what God has called him to do. The children of Israel number two to three million people at this point. They have been slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years under the most powerful government in the world. And imagine Moses telling his father-in-law, Jethro, who's not a believer, that the God of Israel appeared to him out in the desert in a burning bush and told him that he should return to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, the most powerful king in the world, that he should let all the Hebrew slaves go free. And then Moses will lead two to three million people through the desert back to Midian. Imagine telling his father-in-law this, and oh yeah, Jethro, I want to take your daughter and your two grandsons with me on this little adventure for God. And how will Jethro receive this? (laughs) Moses, I think you've been out in the sun too long, right? Here's a Gatorade, why don't you go lay down for a little bit? Jethro's not going to believe Moses. And so Moses does not disclose the real reason why he wants to return to Egypt. He said, I just want to go check on my family. Jethro says, well, go ahead, go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, go, return to Egypt for all the men who sought your life are dead. Remember, we talked about this. The Egyptians had a practice that when the Pharaoh died, the new Pharaoh would give amnesty to criminals. So Moses has amnesty now because the king who sought his life is dead. And then Moses took his wife and his two sons. He set them on a donkey and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. Man, he's not, he's not separating himself from this rod. He's not even willing to set it down. He's probably sleeping with it at night. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. Look what it says. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Now, 20 times in the book of Exodus, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart is mentioned. 20 times. 10 times we read that Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And 10 times we read that the Lord God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And when Exodus speaks of the Lord God hardening Pharaoh's heart, the Hebrew word that is used there when it's speaking of the Lord hardening his heart, the Hebrew word means to to make firm, 
to make firm. In other words, the Lord God just made firm the decision that Pharaoh already made. He solidified Pharaoh's decision. And listen, give me your attention, please. It is dangerous to harden your heart toward God. It is dangerous to harden your heart toward God. If you keep hardening your heart toward God and hardening your heart toward Jesus Christ and hardening your heart toward the gospel, and every time there's an opportunity for you to receive Christ and surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you just harden your heart again. Eventually, eventually, God will agree with you. Eventually, God will agree with you, and eventually God will say, okay, if that's your decision, well, let's just make this decision firm. Let's just solidify this decision. And, and he will solidify your heart against him so that you can no longer choose him. So that you can't. It's not possible. And that's why the Bible says, harden not your heart. And the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. You know, the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. And there is a point where if you keep hardening your heart towards God, hardening your heart to Jesus, hardening your heart towards the gospel and receiving him and surrendering to him, there is a point where God says, oh, okay, if this is the direction you want to go, I want to respect your decision and, and, and let's just put it in stone here. And let's solidify that decision. So he says, I will harden his heart and he will not let the people go. Verse 22 Then you shall say to Pharaoh, look what it says, thus says the Lord, notice it's in all capital letters, L-O-R-D, it's the name Jehovah, thus says Jehovah, Israel is my son, Israel is my firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me, but if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. This is the tenth plague. We're going to get to later, later in the study of Exodus. But notice in verse 22, if you're taking notes, when, it's, when it says, thus says the Lord, this is the first time in the Bible we see this phrase, where God is speaking prophetically. God is speaking. Moses will address the king of Egypt on behalf of the king of kings. Thus says the Lord. This is, a, this is an official communication from God to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord. And he says, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Verse 24, now look what happens. So now they're on this journey from Midian, heading back to Egypt. And it came to pass on the way at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Now, it's not clear from the text who the Lord sought to kill. Some believe it means the Lord sought to kill Moses. Uh, Others, and probably the majority, uh, believe that the Lord sought to kill one of Moses' sons. But note here that this this is not a demonic attack. It's the Lord. It's the Lord seeking to kill him, literally was on the verge of killing him, whether that's Moses or the son. I tend to think it's one of the sons. Now watch what happens. Then Zipporah, that's Moses' wife, remember. 
Then Sipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. And so God let him go. Then she said, You are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. Now, we aren't given enough of the backstory here to really know what's going on. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. As Moses and his wife Zipporah with the kids, they're on their way from Midian to Egypt to fulfill God's call. The Lord God attacks either Moses or the son, seeking to kill either Moses or the son. And and we know that this, this whole thing that goes down here, it has something to do with circumcision, the circumcision of one of their sons. Zipporah, Moses' wife, knows this is because one of the sons is uncircumcised. And again, it says uh, in verse 25, she takes a sharp stone, she cuts off the son's foreskin, and she throws it at Moses' feet and says, you're a husband of blood to me. From what I could find, no one has ever penned a hymn from verse 25. There's probably nobody's life verse either here. Now, circumcision. Circumcision was the sign of the covenant between God and Abraham and the covenant that God made with Abraham and his descendants. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Genesis chapter 17, Genesis 17, verse 11 to 14. That's where God announces this covenant and declares that that, uh, circumcision is the sign of the covenant between God and the Hebrew people. If you remember in the story of David and Goliath, David says of Goliath, he calls Goliath an uncircumcised Philistine, meaning Goliath doesn't have a covenant with the true and living God, and we do. And according to Genesis 17, when God makes this covenant with Abraham, each Hebrew son was to be circumcised on the eighth day after their birth. Interestingly, the human body takes several days to begin producing vitamin K, and vitamin K clots the blood. And so God instructs the Hebrews to wait until the eighth day to circumcise their sons because the blood will clot on the eighth day. It's safe. Now when babies are born, they typically give them a shot of vitamin K as soon as they're born, so that their blood has the ability to clot. But typically, it takes five or six days 
for the body to naturally produce vitamin K. And God says, wait till the eighth day. Way back in Genesis 17, thousands and thousands of years ago. So this is the sign of the covenant. Moses' son was not circumcised. Genesis 17, 14 says, those among the Hebrews who are not circumcised are cut off from God's people and they're cut off from the covenant. They're outside of God's people. They're not part of the covenant. So Moses, listen, Moses is on his way to rescue God's covenant people. And his own son is cut off from God's covenant people because he hasn't been circumcised. And it seems here, because of the way the story just unfolds, it seems that Moses and his wife Zipporah had a disagreement in their marriage about raising their son in the faith. And it seems that it was a point of contention in their marriage. And that Zipporah, the wife, did not want her son circumcised. And Moses gave in to his wife. Moses was passive and did not circumcise his son just for the sake of peace in his marriage. And if you're single here, listen, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with a non-believer. If your spouse does not have the same commitment to Jesus Christ as you, there's going to be disagreement. And there will be conflict in the marriage, especially once you start having children and how you're going to raise the children. And are you going to raise the children in Christ? And are you going to raise the children in the Christian faith and in church? And someone in that marriage will have to compromise. And 99% of the time, it's going to be the believer who has to compromise for the sake of peace in the home. In the case of Moses, Moses compromised. And listen, your family is your number one ministry. Your family is your number one ministry. You you can't have your, your home out of order spiritually and have spiritual compromise in your home and at the same time fulfill what God has called you to do. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, the qualifications of an overseer or an elder in the church include ruling his own house well. It says there in 1 Timothy 3, for if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? God must be honored in the family first. God must be honored in the home first. The word of God must be honored in the home first before you can serve the Lord outside the home. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, there is a fellow named Eli, the high priest. And Eli had these two sons named Hophni and Phinehas who were wicked and ungodly, and they blasphemed God. And you know what it says about Eli as a father? It says that, listen, Eli never restrained his sons. He never disciplined his sons. He never dealt with their wickedness. And it goes on to say that Eli honored his sons more than he honored God. And so he was willing to allow his, his sons just to, to be ungodly and wicked, and he never dealt with it. He never addressed it. And so God removed Eli from being the high priest over Israel. We have to honor God more than we honor our children. Or in the case of Moses, he honored the wishes of his wife more than the commands of God. God has commanded him to circumcise his sons. And he compromised. 
And now he's at a place where, where he cannot move forward in this amazing ministry that God has called him to until he deals with the compromise in his own family. He's got to deal with that. And his wife, Zipporah, knew that that was the issue. So she takes out a sharp stone, she cuts off the foreskin of their son, and she casts it at his feet. And she says, surely you are a husband of blood to me. Now, it's not clear here, but uh, some believe that at this point, Zipporah took the boys and went back to Midian. Because in chapter 18... Uh, Jethro brings Zipporah and the two boys to Moses after he comes out of Egypt. So at some point she leaves and she goes back. And some people believe, some scholars believe it's at this point. She packs up the kids and gets on the donkey and heads back to Midian. But Moses continues on. Because Moses is certain of this call. And the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They're without repentance. And so he's going to continue on in this call that God has put on his life here. Look at verse 26. We're almost finished. And so after she circumcised the son, God let him go. And then she said, you are a husband of blood to me because of the circumcision. And the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And so he went and met him. On the mountain of God and kissed him. And so Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. So you can picture, you know, Moses said, Hey, Aaron, watch this. Boom, look, it's a snake. Hey, now it's a rod again. Pretty cool. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord spoke to Moses. And then did the signs in the sight of the people. And so the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and they worshiped. But the Israelites shouldn't start packing yet. Because there's going to be a whole process before God delivers them from Egypt. Sometimes there is a passage of time between the promise of God and the fulfillment of that promise. And maybe you've experienced that, where God has promised you something, he's spoken to you out of his word, you know that it's true, and it doesn't happen instantly. And a, and a passage of time takes place before God finally fulfills it. But all of his promises are yes and amen. All of his promises will be fulfilled in his timing, not our timing, but every promise of God will be fulfilled. He will be faithful to fulfill his promises to us. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this chapter. And uh, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to your word. And we just praise you. I pray, Lord, that we would, um, we would walk in obedience to you. Lord, even if there are areas of our life where we're walking in disobedience, Lord, I pray that we would confess those to you, that we would put them under the blood and repent of them. And we thank you for the promise, Lord, that when we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked-
Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been... Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.